Welcome to another episode of Family Records. My name is Matt Rudolphy, and with me, as always, is my friend in the beer shirt and cousin, Blake. How you doing? What's up, Blake? Up, oh, Blake Sweet. I, I got to make sure I'm always yeah, saying right. your whole name, huh? <laughs> People don't know. You wear that beer shirt a lot. Yeah, I don't have even a lot a beer of... guy anymore, huh? Yeah, not really. I just, I don't have a ton of t-shirts because I... I know that I'm, struggle. Yeah, I, I <laughs> wear work shirts all week, yeah. and then I just come home and throw on like a plain t-shirt yeah i run into that too that's why i signed up for that woven box it's like a monthly shirt subscription is that like the stitch fix thing yeah except it's cheaper and it's just a t-shirt oh it's just like there's okay. like a ten dollar month and a fifteen dollar month option and it's just like it's just a t-shirt service just now i have more t-shirts <laughs> that oh, are like not clean and not faded and old another part of the problem is so i i do have a ton of t-shirts uh-huh but Sometime you over in the last like yeah. four years, I uh, I I stopped working out. <laughs> How old do you think your oldest T-shirt is? Because I think my oldest T-shirt is over ten years old that I still have. Oldest T-shirt that fits, or oldest T-shirt in my closet? Oh, good question. Because oldest T-shirt in my closet, I've got to be going on at least ten years. Damn. Uh, oldest T-shirt that fits, probably five or six. Oh, okay. Because I, I went through a weird phase where I was wearing a lot of like XL shirts. Uh huh. Um, don't know why. I still fit perfectly fine into a large. Yeah. I just, but so I have all these XL shirts from like when I was 19. I know that. that There's a style. Now all to of a that. sudden I fit back into those again. No, you know what it was? It was because, um, well, like I played college football. So at the end of high school, I just made it a goal to pack on as much muscle as I could. And so I did. I bulked up to a point where I had to wear XL shirts, and then uh, I okay. then I stopped working out, lost I, all the I, muscle, got skinny <laughs> again. Then eventually, <clears throat> I did the, the not opposite. working out. Did the opposite and blew my, me back. My out. working out was to get thinner. So there was a time when I was thin and actually wearing mediums. So I have some <laughs> mediums in my shirt that I in my wardrobe that I love that I can't bring myself to get rid of, and I don't. I don't even come close to a medium anymore. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it's been a long time. I've uh, got like a couple of the mediums that I remember, you know, you'd wear in the gym in high school just to. Just to feel yeah. badass yeah, or what? Just, okay. Yeah, because uh, what, what was it? A schmedium. What does that mean? It's, it's a football thing. I don't know that it's a football thing so much as just an athletics thing in general or weightlifting, but uh, it's when you should wear a large, but you wear a medium so that you look bigger. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we should just, we should bring that back for beer bellies. (laughs) (laughs) Or Uh, whiskey bellies, whiskey bellies, whiskey boy bellies. There's Uh, another (laughs) t-shirt. Just, yeah, it'll be on the belly. Whiskey belly, whiskey belly. I love it. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, anyways, well, that's probably not that cold yet. I'm not going to worry too much. How you been? How do you up to dude? Uh, we haven't talked much this week. Um, so 
really, really dropped the ball yesterday. What do you mean? Um, so I've been dog sitting for my sister the last few days while she's out of town. And we put the dog outside and he found a gap in our fence and got out. Oh, yeah. I heard about this. Yeah. And so we were, I mean, frantically driving around the neighborhood making phone calls we posted on facebook i, I, heard I downloaded he, the next door app wow <laughs> to make oh, I, a post i heard that he didn't even he wasn't even in your neighborhood no he got far <laughs> he was he's I got mean, that ranch dog he was still brain. in our neck of the woods but it was a couple neighborhoods over that's funny um I, and we're convinced because i mean he looked fine and honestly as long as he was gone he should have been a lot farther than he was yeah so we're convinced the reason he got out was because he smelled a lady dog. Oh. And uh, couldn't help himself. Yeah. Either Man. that or Mikey happened to be outside with him when he got out. So he, he was just trying to get away from Mikey. <laughs> Mikey was out. Oh, Mikey <laughs> saw him get out? Yeah. Oh, so you guys went after him right away. Yeah. So he must have just sprinted down the street. Oh, yeah. No, I was. Uh, so I was working from home. Oh, damn. Uh, and I just I'm sitting there in our office working and I hear Mikey come in. Yeah, cash is gone. Just damn. In the middle of typing up an important email, it's just like, all right, I guess uh, <laughs> this can wait. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. How long were you looking for him? Uh, so we looked for him for like, we immediately went around and checked like around our house, a couple block radius. Yeah. Nobody had seen him. So we went back to the house, regrouped. Uh, I opened a report with animal control. Oh, wow. Um, that's when we called my parents and my sister, uh, my grandparents and a couple people we knew who lived in the neighborhood, just yeah. to keep an eye out. <clears throat> and then we drove around the neighborhood for like two hours looking for him. Wow. Uh, we actually ended up giving up and going home, just figuring like, all right, we've put our feelers out. If you Sooner or later, somebody's going to reach yeah. out. And then as soon as we get home... Somebody comments on my Facebook post. Oh, really? Like, oh, yeah, I saw him like eight or nine blocks away from our house. Damn. I just went out. He was just yep, there. So we go over there. He wasn't there. Oh, okay. But then the replies started rolling into the Facebook group or oh, Facebook post. People seeing him. Yeah. That's cool. And then uh, love technology. we actually we got a call from Animal Control saying somebody just called it in and we went. Yeah, while we were still on the phone with him, we started heading in that direction, and we got him. Wow, damn, he's a little, little mischievous. Oh yeah, bugger, he's huh? a little shit. <laughs> uh, well, and it doesn't help that like, like he's a ranch dog yeah. staying in town. He's so that's that's, like, that's what? a big. Yeah, <laughs> that's a huge concern though when we're running around looking for him. Like he's not used to this many yeah. cars being around, and like we live, we're our neighborhood's walled in by four busy streets. Yeah, that's true. If you uh, ran into traffic, one of which is tricky. the freeway. <laughs> he likes chasing cars. I know yeah. from experience. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hell, he's chased us almost as far as the on-ramp out here. The on-ramp? Yeah. Like to the freeway? Yeah. Whoa. What did you do when he did that? Put him in the car and Just drove, drove back. him yeah. back? Dang. Wow. He's got some. I think this was. Cajones yeah, on it. Right. <laughs> I think this was when I was, when we were staying on the ranch right after we moved back. Uh, and I had to go up to make a phone call. Oh, he hadn't something. been here that long. Yeah. Oh, okay. I actually, I can't, that can't work out right. Cause he was a puppy when he was a puppy. He wouldn't leave. Yeah. He wouldn't walk past the garage. 
I don't know. At some point, he's yeah. chased us out Maybe onto the road. After. Damn, that's that's crazy. I'm glad you guys found him. I remember yeah. hearing that. It seemed like it was escalating, and then it was like, oh, okay, found him. So, yeah, <laughs> immediately went and pounded a bunch more nails into the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like shit, but it's not. he's not getting out again. Hey, looks can be deceiving. <laughs> Speaking of looks being deceiving, should we try our uh, whiskey? We should. I don't know if that's a good segue or not. I don't know. I mean, it looks <laughs> about the way I'd expect a whiskey to look. Yeah, well, and we're not drinking a bourbon today. No, we are drinking a single malt. A single malt. Now, what does that mean? So it means it's made entirely out of malted barley. The single means single distillery. So what's the... So is this was, a rye whiskey then? No, it's... So... Scotch and Irish whiskeys both typically tend to be malt whiskeys. Okay. So this can go one of two ways because Irish whiskey and scotch are very different. Huh. Considering they're both made with the same grain. And this is Westward American single malt. Yeah. So it's not even claiming to be Irish. Huh. Or Scottish. But uh, <laughs> it is whiskey with an EY, so I don't know that it's closer to scotch than it is to irish because i thought irish whiskey was with an ey yeah no that's what i'm saying so uh, i think it i i'm thinking it'll be closer to irish whiskey than oh, scotch because gotcha, gotcha. scotch is just okay why all right well end. you got some notes on it before we drink uh, i do uh let's get to the drink and get this party started no one finds us entertaining when we're sober yeah right <laughs> that's why we start with the drinking uh <laughs> You know what? This I went to pull up their website, and it, I always do this. I just pull up the website thinking it's going to go right to where I want it to go, and then it's got to <laughs> be like, are you of legal drinking age? And then it takes you back to the homepage, and then you go to That's another funny. page, and it asks again, are you of legal drinking age? Well, there's nothing on the bottle. You sometimes say, like I say, a whiskey of the elements, distinct and full of flavor. Born of our, what's it say, unique... Culture, climate, and abundant resources. It's kind of hard to read. It's all—it's like gold on teal. Huh. Oh God, yeah. It, it doesn't even have any like about on the uh, on the whiskey. It's just itself. like this is whiskey. You're so, either with it or not. But it comes from Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's basically that's all it says. The About Us is pretty small, too. About Us. This is whiskey made in Oregon. For nearly two decades, we have brought something new, different, and relevant to whiskey, and we are proud to serve as a leading voice for American single malt. It's literally their whole... A leading voice. Man, is this a big deal? Yo, is Westward a big deal in the whiskey world, and we just don't know it? Well, I don't know how big of a deal American single malt is to begin with. So if they're a big voice of American single malt, but it's a small thing. Yeah, it's a weird, like, independent phenomenon. Yeah. It's not a big deal, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, who knows? All right, well, should we try some? Uh, We shall. Let's do it. Clink. Clink. Ooh, it has an interesting smell. What is that? I don't know. There's something different, though. Yeah. It smells like a, like, oh, God, I don't know, like clouds. <laughs> <laughs> but are, are we talking like the nice white fluffy clouds or like rain clouds? Not, ra- not rain clouds. I don't know. Clouds is a weird thing to say. 
It's interesting. Huh. Uh, it tastes like some weird mix of Irish and Scotch whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have I, I that mean, real thick, smoky stuff you get from the peat moss. I don't, in, uh, I don't mind it in that it, it kind of tastes like a rye without the rye. Yeah, it doesn't have that bite. It doesn't have the bite of a rye, but it has like a lot of the other components that I normally feel, mouthfeel on me. Am I using <laughs> all the terms right yet? I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, you haven't used the term nose yet. Mm. Ah, I knows that I know nothing about whiskey. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. Matt knows not about whiskey. <sighs> what's... what's uh, the smell is what's getting me. There's some. It's almost like sweet about the smell. Yeah, it's it's, and it's it's really sweet towards the front, and then it gets really dry towards the back. When you drink it, yeah, yeah, it does. What is it? It's like a thing with whiskey and liquor. It's in almost general. like apple juicy at the front, you know. Yeah, there's like a thing though with like whiskey and, and all this stuff. Where I feel like the first sip that I take. It gives me the burn of like, oh, I just drank straight liquor. Mm-hmm. But then by the second taste, that doesn't happen. Yeah. And it's not that, you, it's not that <laughs> you're getting drunker because it doesn't happen that, that fast. quickly. Yeah. It's like your body just knows like, oh, you're being an idiot. Got it. Because like, I remember in, the, in my younger booze. days doing the whole like the first shot burns worse than the second and the third and the fourth and so on and so yeah, forth. Yeah. I remember that. But that's what but the like, that's, stuff. Yeah. That's not what this is. That's not what's going on with this because I'm not getting progressively drunker as I take yeah. sips. Have you had any Kirkland brand whiskey? I have not. Me neither. I've I've been curious. Me too, but I don't but need like Costco four doesn't gallons sell whiskey of it. in Montana, so that's why. Oh, really? Yeah. When I got into whiskey, I had no access to it. Interesting. I'd have had to cross state lines into Wyoming. Costco doesn't sell whiskey in Montana. Uh. Grocery stores and convenience stores are not allowed to sell whiskey in the state of Montana. So where do you or buy sell it? liquor? Liquor stores. It's the only place you can go. Wow. That and bars. Damn. That sucks. Yeah. That's uh there's so many oh, weird outdated. And alcohol laws. is so much more expensive. Really? Like you would think, because everything is cheaper in Montana, that the booze would be dirt cheap. But no, I regularly find cheaper booze here because you can find it everywhere. Well, you gotta love the uh, what's it called? The 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 blah, 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 blah. at. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm tired today. The freaking government alcohol drugs and oh ATF ATF. There you go. The the, the people gotta love who, the ATF. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the people whose claim to expensive. fame is burning down. Yeah, yeah Waco. Ah, uh, I, I like it. It's, yeah, it's which is soft. funny because you don't like scotch, and I get a lot of like scotchy notes from it. Yeah, but it doesn't have. Yeah, it doesn't okay. have the part of scotch that you don't like. I guess it doesn't have the part of scotch that's like. Well, I, the problem is I did like it. It's just like <laughs> I got sick, and I don't. I'm afraid to do it again. You know, like not yet. Maybe in a while. We've got to get you just another good scotch. I think. Yeah. Well, I was looking at Kirkland brand. To, the conditions have to be right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you know we can't give you scotch when you have a full stomach and yeah, you're yeah. already feeling a little queasy yeah exactly i don't know i, I almost bought some kirkland brand today because it's so cheap but i don't oh, know it's if, ridiculously but I'm cheap like, if i don't like it 
I'm going to have a gallon of freaking like Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> well, yeah, don't buy the Kirkland Tennessee whiskey. That's just going to be Jack Daniels. You think? Well, yeah, it's all made by like actual major ones. Yeah. Because yeah. they have like that standard Their vodka's set. Grey Goose. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just like their it's, alternate version. They make it's, another it's version. It's like not filtered as much, but yeah, it's the same. I heard like for like, uh, someone told me like in the tire center, like you can get better, like cheaper tires at Costco, but they're like specifically made from the major brands for Costco specifically. And they like take out some oh, yeah. of the elements of it or whatever to well, make it more like, affordable. I think Kirkland beer is like Miller or something. Huh. I've never Explains had Kirkland why it's beer. it's terrible. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'd be curious. I, I heard that someone told me that the Kirkland scotch is really good. I've heard that too. But again, I don't need that much. What if I don't <laughs> like it? I don't go through. I, I like having different whiskeys to drink throughout the week. Like and change it up as my mood feel fits, you know, having that much, I'm going to feel obligated to get through it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe if I'm having a big like party next time we're having a party. Yeah. But. I feel like I've bought a handful of whiskeys where that's like, like proper 12. I went out and bought the Conor McGregor's Irish whiskey. Oh, yeah? Oh, it is not good, but I felt... Really? But for the longest time, I was like, I bought it. I'm obligated to finish yeah. it. Now it's sitting there half drunk, just waiting for me to polish it off so I can buy a new Irish whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I did that with that rum that I had you guys taste that was, like, terrible. I uh, I got, like, halfway through it. I was just like, I felt obligated to, to drink it. So I was, like, mixing it in coconut water and everything I could think of to try and kill I the taste. I found out that the proper 12 goes really good and old-fashioned. Oh, nice. So that was... I had my it's first old-fashioned... It's very sweet, and it's, it doesn't taste a whole lot like whiskey. Oh, okay. So it just... Yeah. Kill off that, that bite that you were hating. Yeah. I uh, I had my first old-fashioned at Outback Steakhouse a couple of weeks ago. How was that? That was good. I'd never had one before. I've got to imagine Outback makes decent cocktails. I, I wouldn't know. It was the only one I've ever had. I, and I'd never had an old-fashioned. How fashioned. forward was the whiskey flavor in your old-fashioned? Well, it was made with makers. It was very bitter. Okay. Had a lot because it had, has bitters or whatever, and I didn't know anything about any of this. Uh, but I liked it. It reminded me of, like, like what our grandpa? I mean, it reminded me of our grandparents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, it's called an old fashioned because that's what cocktails were. It was literally just like, okay, some sugar, some yeah. bitters, and some alcohol and a garnish. Yeah, it wasn't too sugary, which was nice. And and I don't know, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I find like the mixture of bitters and sugar is different depending on the bar. Hmm. Like I've had some old fashions that taste really, really sweet. And then others were like the bourbon in it is very forward. And so it just tastes like you're drinking bourbon with some sugar in it. Huh. I've been, I've been doing that since I got that Tennessee, that Jack Daniels honey whiskey for 4th of July. <laughs> I've just been like, I just, I don't know. This is probably blasphemy to any whiskey people that care about whiskey, but well, you drink Jack Daniels honey whiskey. I feel like that's blasphemy. I just had to try it, man. No, I, I tried it with you and yeah, it's not it, bad. It's just, it's so thick. It's thick. It's so smooth. So what I was doing is just pouring a splash into like my four roses I tried it with all of them. Four Rose is the best one. Just that makes a, Just a sense. splash. And it like, it softens it, gives it a little bit of that honeyness. It's nice. It's re- It was really nice. <laughs> but it's sugary. Oh, it's so sugary. You gotta so be sugar. cautious it's, drinking that much sugary yeah. alcohol. This I, is good. It it really is. It's. <clears throat> I'm starting to really enjoy it. It's got like a whole different kind of feel. Yeah, it's different from the other types of malt whiskey out there, which yeah. is interesting. Uh, uh, you got more notes on it or 
Is that what you're uh, looking at? Well, so I I have a review. Do we want to go through the review? Uh, I don't care. How much is a bottle? That's what I'm curious about. Uh, I think I saw it was like sixty bucks a bottle. No shit. Really? I mean, we we have a tiny bottle. Well, I'm I know sure that's like I mean, a thirty dollar bottle. You think? Maybe. But the way I got it, they kind of just price everything out to that price. That would make sense. They're just kind of giving us a small version. Well, does it have an age on here? Because single malts typically one. age longer. Oh, I don't know. Didn't see one. Um, it's a small bottle, though. The reason we're drinking this one, just me and Blake, is because uh, I use a certain alcohol service that we signed up for. and, uh, and That we're not going to shout out <laughs> because they don't pay us. They won't pay us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they... Uh, Usually you get a full size bottle, and then this one is like a half. I didn't. I didn't say. I mean, maybe a tin. I just didn't notice. I just it's assumed probably because you're of getting the price a bottle. Of the bottle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They probably do it based on price, which seems like BS. So you get like forty dollars worth of whiskey in your free bottle. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I, it might be a full bottle. It might be a little yeah. like pint. I priced it out like this whole service to see if the money was worth it, and I realized like. I'm ju- we're just paying the same price if we were just to go buy these things and the yeah, samples. Yeah, we're just taking out the uh, the effort of choosing. I get. Well, not even that. They make you choose. Do they really? Yeah, I have to choose the bottle that I want. And Do I they at least cho- give you like a small selection to pick from? Yeah, yeah, and it seems to be different every time. Uh, so like this one, it was like all the other ones didn't quite catch my attention, and I was like, this looks kind of interesting, so I grabbed it. Um, but yeah. Anyways, let's uh, yeah. let's move on. This is quite good, and we will continue to enjoy it. I'm glad we have more <laughs> of it to drink than usual. So, I want to tell you something because I right, told you kind of last week that I finished Dune, and so I was all excited to talk to you about it. But we can't talk about it because, because I'm already on, I'm already on the third book. <laughs> oh, you've already read the whole second yeah. Dune book. Oh, God, we're taking so much time yeah. <laughs> before moving on to Dune 2. Like, we, uh, we're we doing Dracula now This oh. as our next book. Because we all decided we need a breather. <laughs> I guess, to be fair, it's a lot easier to binge audiobooks. Yeah, that's like, true. Because, I am, like, I am so exhausted and after reading Dune. Out of podcasts, I, I something to listen to. And for what it's worth, the second book... Doom Messiah is way shorter. Okay. Way shorter. It was was a about a third of the length of the first book. So it was like reading book one. Of uh, the, of yeah, book maybe. One. It, it jumps right into, well, it gives you some exposition, but then it goes into right. story much more directly. I have to ask. Yeah. Does it begin on the ice planet? Nah. All right. Nah, it doesn't. <laughs> it's still about Arrakis. All right. Okay, cool. I, I can keep reading yeah. these books. And or the, I can keep watching Star Wars. The third one, too. Still, <laughs> We're still on Arrakis. A um, lot of cool developments, though. That is interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to reading it because it, it was a great book. Yeah. I've watched the trailer for the movie a couple times now. I'm very excited. It looks huh. like they're going to do a, some justice. Although I never saw the old one, so I guess I don't know. But... In this yeah. day of sci-fi and yeah, stuff, yeah, we're getting like, together and watching the old one as a book club, oh, really? and then gonna and then going to see the That's new a one fun in theaters. Idea. Yeah, when does it drop? Do you know? Uh, it was October, but I heard that the release date got pushed back. Okay, uh, I'll, I'm very excited. I'm I looking uh, forward to it so much. I caught though in the trailer, like it looks like 
I get the impression they're going to be following the story, like, and not detouring too much. Like, yeah. I so, rec- I'm sure you did too. I recognized almost every scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. I knew what it, where oh, it yeah. was from. So, well, and so we got this. We have this theory that they're going to split it up into two movies. You think? It's a meaty book. It is I pretty mean, meaty, but a lot of it is is uh, like political. That's true. There's you know, a lot of exposition, exposition. a lot of uh, inner monologuing. Yeah, that can be told with ten seconds of like glancing back yeah. and forth. I do love in the in the trailer <laughs> though. Like, fear is the mind killer. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was pretty badass, dude. Um, I went and watched. So, I went and watched the trailer for the new one coming out, and then I went back and watched the uh, the one from 1984. The, the trailer. trailer for it. Just to get a feel for like how differently they're marketing these two movies. Yeah. The original Dune movie was for sure marketed as a knockoff Star Wars movie. Really, which is interesting. Is Star Wars like, is the knockoff? Like, like I saw, I saw the same like explosion animations, and it was literally the same like blaster wow. noises. Well, they yeah, have a, real a lot of the foley was the same in the yeah. trailer for Dune as it was in I'm Star Wars. S- I'm telling you, I think they have a real opportunity <laughs> here because like. A lot of people don't like the Star Wars, you oh, know, yeah. sequel trilogy. Yeah, for what for whatever reason, I th- yeah, I think Dune has an opportunity. It has a to- real opportunity. Although I did notice watching the trailers, did you notice in the trailers they say Crusade, not Jihad? It's interesting because in the books, I did not catch in that. the books what they're talking about with oh, the they jihad. very spell Jihad. I love this heavily part. spell out that like. The people of Dune is clearly like the Middle East. Well, it's not even that. But even when they refer to like, oh, wait, no, that's in another book. Never mind. <laughs> but like, uh, let's say I like, mean, there's already enough spoilers us talking well, about Dune I'm saying any, any references to like old Earth or the Golden Age of Earth, they actually refer more to like uh, the Middle Eastern cultures. That's which I love as, as a take. Like it's like it's a very interesting take because we all just assume being in the Western civilization in this era that this would be the golden Even era. That's it, remind, there remember. was a time where the Middle East was the most sci- scientifically advanced. Dude, they part invented of the world. math. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> math—the yeah. thing that everything else is built off yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, they for made sure. It. Uh, that's why it's they fascinating. Made numbers, but considering what it was written, I imagine the jihad was not. A, although, but I think my this, this was also written in the '60s when, like, I, it's not to say like. I don't know, Islamophobia and that stuff didn't exist, but it was yeah. just, it was not a culturally relevant thing the but way it is the now. The thing is, is I don't even feel that it's that culturally, re- culturally relevant now. No, I think it was culturally can, relevant in like 2002. I think it's an interesting thing because they made the choice to change it. And I don't know that they necessarily needed to. Like in I, this I day and age, I think it's been so long and people have, we've all kind of gotten past that and we all recognize there's a difference between terrorism and you know what I mean? Yeah. And religion and understanding that like what the media painted as a jihad in these areas was a whole different kind of jihad than what's in like the holy books and stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, not entirely. I'm sure there's some, most holy books have some relentless slaughter, but you know, like <laughs> in that sense, I think it would be. Yeah. No, I mean, God did just level two cities in the Bible. Yeah. You know, they deserved it. Right. <laughs> Probably. I mean, God said so. According so to the must Bible. Be, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, totally okay to just nuke two cities. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. apparently, to go off on a little tangent here, I feel like I've heard that, that like that's some uh, oh, historical Mike, theory about Sodom and Gomorrah. Michael Tassarian talks about that one too. Yeah, yeah Sodom yeah, and Gomorrah were nuked. Pillar of salt, like that's the exact sort of thing would happen if you look 
directly into a you know like a <laughs> nuclear explosion. Yeah, no, there's a whole theory that like yeah, Sodom and Gomorrah was one of the like advanced cities, and it was. They were one of out. those godless, scientifically advanced cities. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think God's all relative, right? Yeah. If, if those conspiracies are true about, like, extreme technology, like high-tech stuff in the ancient past, then, like, I mean, you're starting to conflate some, re- like, religion and technology kind of conflate at that pivot point. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you need more whiskey? I do need more whiskey. It's good whiskey. This is... I'm really enjoying this, actually. Yeah, I... I was not sure you would, but I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I was a little concerned, <laughs> like after the first drink, like ah, and then uh, now that's nice and cool. It's very good. This is a nice whiskey. I feel like uh, I'll take one more. Yeah, this is a nice whiskey that like I, this is something I could see myself sitting up on a porch drinking. What kind of porch? Oh, like definitely one of those covered patios with like the little netting. Oh, really? Like with Around. the bugs? Yeah. Like a little uh, bug netting just to keep you safe? Yeah. On watching a porch the, swing. Watching the fireflies in the distance? Yeah. yeah. That sounds yep. badass. So basically Forrest the- Gump's house. Yeah. Yeah. Got pretty it. much. <laughs> yeah. This would be a good whiskey for Forrest Gump's house. For sure. Either that or like, you know, sitting on the dock of the bay. <laughs> um, <laughs> did I tell this joke on the podcast? I don't remember, but... Um, Probably you, not, but it can't be worse than that one. No, I don't know. It's pretty bad. Uh, do you know what generation Forrest Gump is? He's Gen E. Uh, <laughs> or no, it was Gen A. God damn I screwed it up. <laughs> Gen A. Well, I mean, it's still. Still pretty funny. I screwed it up, though. It's Gen A. Oh, that's an awful joke. <laughs> I love it, but it's an awful joke. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Uh but yeah yeah it's good whiskey yeah it is good whiskey so so you decided to pursue dune uh on audible i've lately been listening to count of monte cristo yeah you told me about that can i can i finish one thing about oh yeah, dune? yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't want to go ahead and finish it. your thought like i want to one we thing like we finish. were about to lose our no you you're right there, you're so. right I'm, I'm tired i had a hell of a day i'm pretty tired but, too. But um Oh, no, good. I wanted. I did want to say because I, I, we can't talk about it now, which sucks. But eventually we will, and we can't do it on the podcast because people don't want spoilers. But I kind of realized something. The reason I started the third book is because I realized that this is a the Dune books are gen. Or they span multiple generations. Okay, so it's not like we're following Paul through this entire series. In. I, I can't I, say anything really because I don't necessarily know, but from where I'm standing on, like, you know, not that, a few chapters into the third book. Um, so it's like Dune 1, books 1, 2, and 3 are like Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. And- it, it felt like this. When I finished <laughs> the second one and some major thing happened, again, major Star Wars, like, wow, good job, George. <laughs> Just stole that. Jesus Christ. Um, and then the, the way they set it up for the third one, the reason I went and just downloaded and started listening right away, because I was like, um, so it feels like I just wrapped up the prequels and three is the next <laughs> trilogy. Does that make Jesus? I don't want to okay, say yeah, anything, yeah. but like, and in a way that I was excited, I'm like, okay, what the hell is this? Like, what's going to be the next thing yeah. here? You know, like. <laughs> Um, I might have to just say, screw the book club and start listening <laughs> to this on Audible. Just good storytelling. <laughs> well, the next one is is quick. It was like eight hours on Audible. Oh, that's not fast, bad. man. 
Um, and good. After the first handful of chapters, it really just picks up and starts sprinting. And it just kind of continues. I mean, it's set 12 years later, but it just kind of continues this general story. Uh-huh. As like, that was 12 years later, and then this one, the third one's 10 years after that. So, yeah. anyways, Count of Monte Cristo, I have okay. never read. So, it's Alexander Dumas, who's known for the Three Musketeers mm-hmm. and Man in the Iron Mask. and yeah, yeah. Basically the only author in France for a number of years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was their Mark Twain. Yeah, pretty much, actually. <laughs> uh, but no, so it's... It's a very long book. It's it's definitely written in that classical language. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like everybody has this real roundabout way of saying simple things. Yeah. And so like a lot of the time the book will go on tangents and it's like listening to an old person tell a story. <laughs> okay. You know, what I, you know what I mean? Where they're like, they'll stop the story to give some detail that's not relevant at all to the story. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like it'll be, it'll be this flashback. There's a lot of flashbacks in this book. Okay. Don't, don't know why. But there'll just be a flashback, and it'll be in the format of one character telling a story to the other. Okay. And the character will just stop. And, you know, so I went I went to the place, and I did the thing, and I met up with this guy. Oh, this guy, you know, I've known him for 20 years. And, and they give you, you know, like a... Yeah, and they give you this backstory on this guy. Who, on the guy. And the guy's completely irrelevant to the story at, at all. Uh, this is back when yeah. reading was all people had. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of fun stuff in the book because the whole idea. Do you find it uh, compelling? Yeah. Like as much as Dune? Not as much as Dune because okay. it's. I think Dune was written in a modern enough language for me that it's it's just it's easier to get wrapped up in. Yeah. Because like with with. And it's not just with this book. It's with a lot of the classics that I've read. I've found myself, I get lost a lot more in just the the language gap. Yeah, there. well, any kind of exposition can kind of be lost in a cultural way. Like, even H.G. Wells. Well, especially, it doesn't help that this book was translated from Old French into Old English. Yeah. And then either from Old English into Modern English or from Old French into Modern French into Modern English. You used to read the spark notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I used to do with like Tale of Two Cities and uh, yeah. Les Mis. I used to have to go do the spark notes and then my teacher caught wind that all of his students were doing this <laughs> and he would start doing pop quizzes every day on the readings and he would pick some wildly specific detail from the books <laughs> to put on the quizzes so that we couldn't use spark notes. Dang. Yeah. We, spark we, notes did you dirty. Yeah. <laughs> So Sparknotes came out with this thing where it does have everything word for word, but translated into modern English. Interesting. So I, it's not really notes. That's just called like, it's just kind of like, yeah. Rewritten reboot. Yeah, pretty reboot. much spark copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's interesting. Um, um, but yeah, there is a scene in count of Monte Cristo that I wanted to bring up because I thought this was hilarious. Uh, and I texted you about this earlier. Oh, Okay. But so there's a scene where the Count of Monte Cristo has a dinner guest and he's like wowing this guy with, you know, all of his untold riches and and he pulls out this little jar and uh, it's a jar of hashish. Oh, <laughs> and so he delves into it. And first things first, when is this set? What this is like the 19th century, maybe. Okay. okay. So, yeah, this is old. They're just getting high on hashish. 
<laughs> France was one of the latest to the industrial revolution in the West, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. So this would have been, I guess, probably mid-industrial revolution. Interesting. France. Okay. But um, it, there we go with one of those irrelevant uh, plot details. <laughs> I but um, no. So the guy tastes it, and first up, they eat it. I don't know why. I've, I've never once gotten. <laughs> Well, I guess edibles. Well, if you don't know it. Yeah. I met someone one time that told me they like to uh, tuck. It was an older lady. She's kind of a hippie. I loved her. But she told me that she used to, she liked to tuck marijuana like under her lip and treat it like chew. We should call that hippie dipping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you like that. That's really good. She's a total hippie. I love the hell out of her. She was yeah, one of my you, neighbors. You, you called her a hippie, and the first thing that popped in my head was hippie dippy. Yeah, I'd never heard that because I was uh, smoking a little bit at the time. And actually, I don't even know if I was. We just moved in the apartment. We we're just starting to make friends with her, and her way of making friends. She came over one day, and she's like, "I don't know if you guys would be into this, but um, <laughs> I brought you a little bit of marijuana." We're like, I was like, "Huh." That's <laughs> like, fucking California okay, for you, though. Yeah, California. Like, <laughs> She's probably, at the time, easily in her mid-50s, if not older. And we were, you know, 22 or whatever. Oh, it was yeah. like, like, oh, thanks. And she's like, I don't know if you smoke. It's cool, like, whatever. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I um, I don't know. I just, I mean, I dabble. She's, I was like, do, do, you, do you, do you, do you do that? And like, you know, all confused. And she was like, well, are, actually. Wait, are you a cop? You have to tell me if you're yeah. a cop. <laughs> she was like, I like to take a little nugget and just kind of put it in my lip and let it slowly kind of. I don't like smoking anything or whatever. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then like a month or two later, she came up and she's like, I made a bunch of weed butter. Do you want some? <laughs> and I was oh like, okay. God, this we neighbor lady sounds awesome. <laughs> she was awesome, dude. I, I think about her a lot, actually. We only lived next to her for two years. We used to go on uh, hikes with her and her dogs. We'd go to the harbor. Like we hung out with her a lot. But Anyway, sorry, not to get sidetracked. It's all good. That's, I mean, that's a fun so, story. I have heard this before, but <laughs> just eating it. But well, well it, I mean, yeah, I guess like we've had edibles before, but, but this hash is just hash. Yeah, hash doesn't necessarily have any THC, though, right? Uh I I don't know. I I thought. Oh hash no, I'm was thinking like of hemp. The, yeah, I thought hash was like hash. just the the ground up weed all pressed together. No, I think you're right. I think hash is uh, into like a brick. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. But anyway, he gives the guy hash. And I I did think it was funny. I had to remark on this that the guy first or the guest says something along the lines of like, you called this the nectar or the ambrosia of the gods. This does not taste good at all. (laughs) And he goes on this thing of, yeah, no, you've got to use it. And once you feel its effects long enough, it's going to start to taste good. And it it cracked me up. in 1840-something, <laughs> this the, French dude is like... <laughs> rich, the rich exploring before everyone else. Look at that. That's, can you imagine like, being... Yeah, man, like, nobody likes it before your, or, you know, your first time. Imagine how magical that must have been, though. Like, to be the guy that's, like, able to get high. No one yeah. else... Knows, it's, like, this ancient, <laughs> far-off thing. And what, no, he talked a lot about, like, you know, he loves, you know, the Middle Eastern exotic culture. Yeah. And that's where he got it from, and... Damn, and he's badass. wowing all the French people with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's like the same thing they did with like coffee. Yeah, yeah. When coffee first started coming, it was like this like new, well, like, unique the thing. The French and the Italians had cappuccino and espresso and that kind of stuff. 
But yeah, it was the Middle East that started doing like black coffee and. Uh, was it? I don't know. I thought I coffee so. itself kind of came. I thought before well, espresso and all from, that stuff. Coffee came from the Americas. I thought it came from. Or no, I'm thinking no. no tobacco came from the Americas. I don't know where the hell coffee came from. Well, tobacco must have started somewhere else. No, tobacco was one of the, along with corn, it was one of the substances discovered in the Colombian Exchange. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yep. Wow, Virginia, no baby. It took the world by storm. <laughs> yeah, shout out Virginia. Oh, yeah. Someone told me that uh, this complete, might be completely off base, but then a lot of Arab countries that uh, hash smoking is just totally normal. Like it's the beer, oh, yeah. it's to drinking beer. Like you go to a barber shop and there's a hookah set up with some hash. And I think that's pretty badass. Very oh, interesting. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. It's just a regular part of people's societies elsewhere do you think that if it was normal to like uh roll joints or blunts out of hash and like pass it to to friends like do it to the circle or whatever that people would just like whenever you hand it to somebody you just say hashtag and then <laughs> pass it. hashtag hashtag no i'm gonna start using that <laughs> no but um it's dumb and anyway, <laughs> moving on with the scene like that was um so anyway he gets him to eat some hash then they leave the dining room and they go into this room that's just full of cushions and couches and nice. Sounds exactly like the place you would go to write out a high. Yeah. And the guest says something, um, something along the lines of like, I feel as though I've just sprouted wings and could fly the globe in four and 20 hours. <laughs> nice. And, and I, I had this conversation with Mikey. That Did like, the count just go <laughs> 69? <laughs> right. <laughs> Something along those lines. <laughs> but no, I had this conversation with Mikey that like, like obviously this is at least a hundred, probably more years before the term 420 was coined. Yeah. So do you think it, that just happens to be a coincidence or do you think there was some intern at some publisher somewhere who was like, you know what? I'm gonna <laughs> Now's my know, chance I, to shine. It says I could fly the world in 24 hours. I'm going to make it four and 20. I don't know. Four <laughs> and 20. I mean, it's not. It, it's not 420. Well, but that's not an uncommon way to say that. Exactly. They would say stuff like that. So, you know, like, yeah, I am I'm five to, and ten years old. I'm starting to think that story about the teenagers who were meeting up at 420 p.m. <laughs> is just bogus. And that's Alexander Dumas all. started it all. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I want, but, and then weird I just, that I loved used to, that he, he took him into the stoner room to do awesome. the sheesh too. <laughs> He's like telling conspiracy <laughs> theories. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, the earth is round, it's dude. It's round. The Illuminati, <laughs> they're all these lizard people, and they freaking own everything, bro. <laughs> I wonder, I love that people used to do that, like four score and like 10 and 20 hours yeah. or whatever. Like, it's so funny to me. Like people, there was a point where language. so much more elegant. Well, why force the person you're talking to to do math? <laughs> you could just say the number. You're like, nah, I'm going to show that yeah. I'm fucking smart. Dude, it used to piss me off because the uh, the Game of Thrones books do it too. Yeah. Where, like they'll talk about somebody's age or how long it's been since a character has been to a certain region. And it'll be like five and 20. And so it's like, all right, so that's. You're like, damn. Uh, damn you, Martin. <laughs> I didn't come to this book for math. <laughs> I came here for English. Yeah, I came here for politics. Literature. That's how I say literature now. Yeah, no, it's it's. I, I came there for political science because that's what about ninety percent of the book is. <laughs> oh man. Um, um, so you're reading Dracula now? Yes. 
Okay. Uh, so the book club's going to be a little disappointed. I've had so much going on this week. I haven't cracked the book yet, but we were supposed to do our first reading. Cracked it. I'm probably going to binge through the next ten chapters this or like tomorrow. Dracula is an interesting book. Have you? Do you know about it? Uh, the way it's laid out. I've tried to read the book before, and I never made it very far. That's why I'm kind of looking forward to this. Like this is my. I'm kind of bound to commit to finishing this book finally. Well, f- for what it's worth, I listened to it Audible's version of it. They have, because um, I don't know if you know this about, well, you must if you've tried to read it before, but every it's all written in letters that people send each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what they did in this Audible version is they just hired an actor to play each person. That's interesting. And they narrate the letter that they're sending. It made it a lot easier. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> it made it a lot easier to keep it all together. And uh, was it? I, I want to say Tim Curry was like Van Helsing or something like that. Oh, no shit. I think so. I uh, could be wrong. But I'm pretty uh, sure. Why did I buy the hard copy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm no. going to have to go back and listen to it again. It's really good. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Helsing only has like three notes that he writes in the whole thing. So most of him in it is being referred okay, to as other characters. But it's but, Tim Curry. But there's like three things that he reads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I could be wrong about that. I would double check, but I'm I pretty for sure, sure would have pegged him for like Dracula because he plays such a good bad guy. You'd think so, but Dracula doesn't write any notes. It's all the people that are dealing with Dracula writing to each other. That's true. Yeah. Um, when I finally got into it, though, because the same thing, I've tried to read it and then getting uh actually getting like halfway through really when it picks up like every, you know all those old books it's like so long at the beginning like okay got it oh dude oh, it's like old movies do this too yeah if you notice this like you go back and watch a classic and there's first off the opening credits are just a whole sequence yeah that like, like we don't do that in the anymore mood. Play and every also, song from Oklahoma all at and, once. Yeah, and then also the first like 20, 30 minutes of the film is just exposition. Which you do need exposition, but there's writing has but come you don't a long need 20, ways. 20, 30 minutes of just like, okay, well, this is, you know, a day in the character's life. Like, no, give us five minutes and then boom, into the story. <laughs> You're such a product This is of 2021. We're going to revamp all these books. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, where's the reboot of literature? What's funny is you say that, but at the same time, there's been a massive increase in that slowness in like TV shows and stuff. That's People true. People love it. I mean, think of the Game of Thrones, The Witcher. Um, that, that slow burn definitely has. Yeah. There's something to that. Like even the Marvel TV shows, they, they've been yeah. doing the weekly releases in a time where everybody just drops everything all at once. Although they and did, it's worked. They did see a thing where like WandaVision with the way they were doing it with everything being so distinctly uniquely like there was I've talked to multiple people that were like I watched like two or three episodes and I just I didn't care. It's just a different thing. It seemed like a cheesy selling point. And it was like yeah, it was much deeper, but they didn't make that obvious. I still haven't started it. I finally got Disney Plus back, no, so I'm, I'm going to be. I'm gonna be getting into it. I promise, bro. We're all uh, we're all done with Loki <laughs> over here. You is need Loki to... already over? Yes. Oh my god, and I'm it's so incredible. far behind. You have to, dude. I the know. The MCU just it's, took it's a, a major the... shift. You need to catch up. Yeah, it's. I mean, for the longest time, it was a matter of not having Disney Plus. Now it's a matter of all right. We have Disney Plus. Now when can I sit down and watch these? All right. Well, 
That's fair, but... At least I can binge them. I can be done faster than the people who watched them on time. That's true. (laughs) There is something nice about being able to watch right after. Like, there's a couple episodes. Ah, damn. I have to wait a week? Yeah. What is this? The Middle Ages? It's funny, though, because... 2021 over here. It's funny, though, because there are shows where you lose something when you can do that. That's true. Like, uh, Like, I introduced Bailey to Lost a while back. And Lost, I remember being such a great show. I tuned in every week for, how long was it on? Six, seven seasons? Something like that. I only watched the first one. Yeah, I got in towards the end of the first season, and I watched every week religiously for six or seven years. Wow. And, uh, you know, and then going through, I think we watched the entire show in a matter of, like, a month. Wow. And it was, you lose a lot because there is so much that is written into the show expressly to build suspense for the next week. And so it's like, man, and then if, if you were just dropping these all at once, you could cut out like half of every one of these episodes. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, Marvel kind of, they walk this line where they kind of accept that, like that, like we live in an age where that's kind of not relevant anymore, but they still kind of, they do it. They choose to do it. So it's, but it's not as bad as that. Cause I know what you're talking about. Some of these shows yeah. where it's like all this build up, build up, and you're like, okay, the last 10 minutes was because you didn't have anything else to do. And it's just building up to the next episode. Well, that was, yeah. A lot of the like action shows and dramas from the early two thousands all did it. Yeah. Like I want to say 24 was another one that's guilty of this. Uh, I didn't watch much 24. I never did either, but I, I remember there was a while where it was on right after lost and I'd, just like jump in for an episode <laughs> okay and it is it's it's that same thing it's the whole every episode ends on a cliffhanger tune in next week and then next week rolls around and they don't resolve the cliffhanger until 30 minutes into the episode uh, yeah that's not fun i mean different era man yeah for sure different. i think about tv uh, has come so far well i think about sopranos like oh yeah, that Sopranos. Was, that was the first blueprint for like. Well, kind what? of like it was connected, but it it wasn't like it is now. I've every oh you haven't. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm. Well, Sopranos was connected, but at the same time, an episode where it's like you're still dropping in on their lives. So like an episode, all this would happen, and the next episode is focused on something completely different, and then you kind of get touched on the stuff that was relevant, and it's like what what did I miss? You know what I mean? Like it's. There's a lot of things in Sopranos that they just kind of leave unanswered, mm. uh, which is kind of like worked for the time. And it still holds up. It's still an amazing show. But I think now if it was made today, there would be it would be tweaked slightly, be a little bit different in a lot of ways. No, a little bit different in a few ways. Not a lot of ways. But even from the one season that I have watched, I kind of get what you mean. Yeah, that would probably one of the more guilty seasons, though, too, to yeah, be sure. That, that's definitely, everyone's told me that's the slow season. Everyone kind of just has to get through season one. So it's like the sequel season is better? Yeah. we. <laughs> I, I don't know why you're giving me that look. We talked about this. I even agreed on the second season is better thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. Mike, it's like you specifically movies. Me. I, I don't know. I think you might have swayed me. You know, it's. I don't know. I'm thinking like the whole point about it, the Disney DVD, straight to DVD sequels are okay. a unique thing. And because we all experienced so many of them, it seemed to be that way. Well, okay. But like we, we pulled out all the Disney ones. We didn't talk about a lot of like classic movies, like Die Hard Part 2. 
Not as good. Although Die Hard with a Vengeance is the best movie. Really? I haven't seen Die Hard 2 now. Have you seen the first Die Hard? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, Mikey hasn't seen Die Harder either. He's seen Die He's seen <laughs> Die Hard with a Vengeance, but he hasn't seen the second one. I don't know, man. I think there might be something there. I think I don't I, know. I might have been swayed a little bit. I still think the sequel you rule, even point specifically out- referring to movies is that the second movie in a series is not is more often than not not as good as the original. Yeah. Oh, again, I do think it's subjective, and I, but I also think that all of the ones we point to is the Disney ones. You well, inspect. I, I, you specifically think, point out DreamWorks sequels that you think are better than the that's first. That's true. I, I granted. Yeah, Shrek too. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, but I, I'll put it this way because me and Mikey have talked at length about this since then too. I think there's a difference, and you can tell there's a difference in when you made a one-off movie that was so successful you decided to make a second movie, mm-hmm. or when you had a planned sequel the whole time. Yeah, that's definitely true. And I think when there was a planned sequel the whole time, that line gets a lot more blurred as to... Yes and or, no, or though, Even when you write it to leave it open-ended for a sequel. But like, there are movies out there that were meant to just be a one-and-done movie, and the sequel is just a garbage cash well, grab. But look at like Toy Story. Like the Mummy 2. Yeah. Well, but Toy Story. Toy Story was just the one. And then it had so much success. But it was it, left open. It was left open, but it had so much success that it erupted Pixar, right? Like, and Toy Story 2, there was a whole thing where like John Lasseter was like letting someone else take over on it. And then he like came in like a year into the production and was like, all right, so what do we got for Toy Story 2? And he's like read the script and saw it like they were doing some work already on it. And he was like, no, this is terrible. <laughs> like, no. And he scrapped the whole thing, dude. So I was almost right. Almost. And yeah. then he was like, no. That's we've what got, I'm saying. We've got, Blake has got to be wrong, goddammit. There's, there's a cash <laughs> grab and there's like, I don't think it necessarily has to have a plan from original because Toy Story 2 is a fantastic sequel. In fact, that was someone going, no, we can't half-ass this. Scrap this entire movie you're already working on. And we're going to figure <laughs> out a way to make Toy Story better. And it paid off. That's fair. You know, like, so I think it's a, it's a lot of different elements. I mean, movies take hundreds of people to oh, make, yeah. you know? Like, oh, yeah. Speaking of hundreds of people to make, like, did you see Luca? No. The new Disney movie? It was made entirely by people working at home. That's interesting. And it's a great movie. It's a great Disney movie. I think it's fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Huh. It's great for the kids and, and very fun. A lot of the normal I don't know if it's Pixar or if it's just Disney, but a lot of the charm okay. that you kind of expect from those studios, you know, but, uh, and then speaking of sequels, all that talk about last week, I was no bunch of yellow card today. <laughs> oh, I was really craving some yellow card, dude. It took me a week to actually listen to it, but I, oh, it's so nice. Yeah, I've listened to so they're like such little music in the last week, but it's, it's been in my queue. Yeah. That's the only music I've listened to. I threw it on. I did. I, I went and listened to a bunch of Streetlight after uh, after that episode. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I enjoy Streetlight. I'm not as big a fan as you guys are. I enjoy I know, it. That was, that was like my introduction into ska music. Was Streetlight? So, not that's introduction, because like I'd been exposed to ska a lot. That was your personal up. dig? That was that was the first thing that like came on a Pandora station that I was like, oh, damn. 
punk with horns. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started going into it. And it's like, you know, I started finding bands that I'd heard of before, like Real Big Fish and Goldfinger. And yeah. I'm seeing these bands in a new light now. That's fair. Because like, it, it was the always. Kids table are going to drop a new album, apparently. Yeah, because at one point it was just, it was all these. You know, all these people who wear capris and vans and fedoras and <laughs> wallet chains. All these Mikeys. Yeah. <laughs> I did I tried to stray away from the Mikey thing, but <laughs> but no, like there's a very he didn't distinct used to wear capris and there's have a, a very Karen kite. distinct like ska stare I don't know if stereotype's even the right word, but like the archetype of a ska listener yeah it's a weird thing because if you actually see so a bunch of like, ska people they don't all hit that archetype but somehow they all do you know yeah. what i mean like <laughs> in a weird way like anyone who's into the music enough to consider themselves a ska person yeah has at least that one little thing that's like oh i i should have known i remember in <laughs> high school when ska Whether was it's getting like, big. like wearing a wallet chain or <laughs> i never associated that with ska weirdly really but, nah but I did associate the checkered vans. Oh yeah, checkered vans for sure. And that was huge when I was in high school, and not and it wasn't even a Scott thing. That those were so it big. went mainstream. Everyone wore checkered vans. I I was wearing slip ons for a little while, but my feet are uh, way too fat. Yeah, I've, I I never <laughs> could wear vans because my feet are too big. Yeah, I'm way too flat footed for them. Like they just fall out the side. <laughs> yep, not really great for uh for the. I foot. found like Adidas makes canvas shoes that look like vans but they fit my feet way better. Oh. So that's what I've been wearing. That's nice. That and, you know, my new Heelys. And your Heelys, yeah. <laughs> uh. <sighs> I am tired today, yeah, dude. I know, same hair. Well, I mean, we're already an hour. Should we start wrapping up? Uh, yeah, I, actually, it would be kind of nice to have a short to episode. Talk about? Not really. Yeah, I know. It's kind of an inter- intermediate. I mean, it's been kind I'm of an off week of, for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, so it's a weird like, week. It's it's kind of nice having that short. Like, yeah, we still checked in. We still got you guys some content. But <laughs> well, we uh, well, I don't want content. It's just you and me talking yeah. this episode. Next yeah, week, hey, but you know, people listen. Yeah. Next week we will have shout a guest. out all you listeners, including Jr. Shout Who? out Jr. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized we're if we're getting ready to wrap up, we haven't shouted him out yet. Got to make sure that happens. <laughs> uh, we do have. Uh, actually have people in our discord server but we do not a family records listener <laughs> yeah. so they got to jump in yeah they won the uh our little contest where jr is going to follow them but they are not a yeah. family records listener well and they don't use twitter they opted out of it so yeah they so, listen to yeah, bronies that jr follow is still up for grabs yeah it's not too late to join our discord server and tell us how much we suck i mean rule and uh you tell can us get how much more you from, like our show than you like brownies. <laughs> you can get a follow from jr himself hey how come he's not in the discord i don't know i've sent him the link oh, JR, jr dude come on dude what's what's we just we just <laughs> we want to chit chat bro we want we you want can you bring to the book club fans. stuff over to the discord <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny when matt we wants to talk to you about dune when we were doing dune uh, when i was reading it and you guys were reading it, i was like Okay, maybe I should join this book club. It'd be good to like have people to talk to and read through. But then it was like, now you're on Monte Cristo and stuff. I was like, no, nah, I ain't well, got Monte time. Cristo's I'm already just, on book three. Monte I, Cristo is not even a book club thing. That's just oh, in my really? in my spare time. Oh, uh, okay. Because I'm all caught up on podcasts again for the first time in a while. Yeah, that happened to so me I just, too. I have all this time to listen. It's either I can go pick up new podcasts or I can listen to a book. Yeah. 
And there's a lot of podcasts. There are so many podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts. And I'm surprised we actually had people come over from Gas Digital to listen to yeah. us because... <laughs> I'll be honest. There's a lot of good shows on that network that I'll be I, get, honest. I get. If if I if I heard our ad on a gas digital show that I listened to and I wasn't involved with this, I don't I don't even know that I would come over here. Not because we not because I don't think we make good because stuff. Because you already got six gas because digital I, shows yeah, to listen to. Because I listen to so <laughs> many podcasts already. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like all right, this sounds fun, but like, do I? Re- Maybe we should have pushed that they're like thirty minute or less episodes. Maybe. <laughs> Although it seems it's like, like a lot hey, of, do you you know want to listen to more podcasts but don't have time to listen to more podcasts? Based, based on our numbers, I think a lot of people are listening on their <laughs> oh, commute. Yeah. Uh, it seems to like it's settled down since the thing where we're actually getting uh, a one-to-one ratio of people listening, individuals, and listening numbers. Like people just listen to one. Like at, in a three-hour period during the day, which seems to line up to commuting time. You'll have like, you know, the number of listeners equal the number of downloads, which yeah. is cool. I think our show is bingeable, but there's not that much to binge. So I totally understand just kind of. Oh, for sure. I think here when and there. we've got like two years under our belt. Well, you can't binge this. And I'm talking Fat Tango yeah, Presents, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. This, we go long. This is probably the longest of all. Today, not so much. But next week, we're going to have another. We're going to have. Uh, actually, I guess we can say, unless things don't work out, we're hoping to have Sam, my sister back on from the cabin trip but we're just going to interview her this time so well, that'll be fun yeah is she actually going to drink our whiskey with us this time uh i have a feeling she's going to show up with hard kombucha <laughs> and I, I don't know if i've said this on the show but i will be drinking some i've i'll be trying some i have become a kombucha boy I, i'm not a kombucha boy but you yeah. had one I, I was over here last week and you had a different hard kombucha that was pretty good Different heart. It oh, was like a blue no, or it was like a blackberry on or, the Fourth of July when yeah. Sam was here. Yeah, Sam brought those. I, I've been drinking regular kombucha, dude. Is it good? I've been enjoying it. Weirdly, does it all smell like wheatgrass farts? It smells nasty, but I don't even sniff it anymore. I just drink it. Uh, and weirdly, it's the only like carbonated thing that I can just chug. I will just chug it and and really? enjoy it and like get a bunch of good burps and feel a little better. <laughs> And Maybe I, I'll have to start trying it. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, I noticed some. Uh, it's helped with some regularity oh. in certain places of my life. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, unexpected places. Yeah, and we just went to Costco <laughs> today, and Costco has it for more affordable prices. So that's kind of nice. And in way larger quantities, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, not way, but larger. It's definitely cheaper to get it at Costco. But yeah, no, I've totally become a little bit of a kombucha boy. <laughs> Weirdly. <laughs> Uh, Somehow I'm not surprised. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I can be a little bit. I've known you for 25 years. It makes perfect sense. I think some people have (laughs) have trouble with me in that way because, like, sometimes I'll be dressed like a country boy with my hat and my like that green like short sleeve that I wear with like rolled up and like my boots, and then I'll you know someone will say something be like, oh yeah, meditation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Wait, what? Like, I've had those yeah, no, kind of you reactions. Do, you, you do go from blue collar to hippie yeah, real quick. <laughs> I do. It's <laughs> and then the funny. hipster. Well, I don't know if you and saw then, my, my haircut. I got a haircut today. I did. I po- it looks I nice. pointed out to Chelsea, like, with my new mustache. Do I kind of look ma- like a cop? It kind of makes you look like Adam Sandler. Oh, God. <laughs> I think. I, uh, oh, wait. Let me take the glasses off. That's why. No. Chelsea I, says I kind of look a like a cop. A little bit. <laughs> Maybe. If I had a fuller mustache, maybe. <laughs> you know Jet Gladstone. But. Yeah. No, no one's any Jet I couldn't even come close. 
A man can dream. Oh. Jet Gladstone. I was worried when everybody hit us up like, hey, we need you to beep out our names. Like, I was worried it would take away from that whole bit. I think it makes it better. Yeah, yeah. It is funny. All our family started listening like, hey, can you not put my name on there? (laughs) All right. Whatever. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, it's kind of one of those lines we walk doing a show like this where we're interviewing people that aren't people like per, per, uh, public figures right you know like uh and you know that's it's cool it's it is what it is so anyways should we sure do some uh interesting archive interesting archive for me all right where was it i'm curious to see what you've found well i don't have a lot but i knew i found one here that i actually knew already but i thought it might be kind of fun for anyone that doesn't know this that's not a history buff and I'm curious if you've known it. So, um, the Battle of Bull Run during the American Civil War was uh, known at the time by the people as the Picnic Battle because many of Washington's civilians and the wealthy elite, including congressmen and their families, would go yeah. on picnics on the sidelines of the battle and watch. <laughs> yeah, their everyday so, person would go and... Uh, what's the word? tailgate the civil war so i have heard this yeah and this is definitely like i've heard that this is a trend in warfare that happened pretty much through all of history all the way up to the civil war yeah and then the civil war was really kind of that turning point well not necessarily they say world, like, war, world war one was, one the, was big the big turning point because like, civilians were the getting civil attacked war was one of the first wars where like battles were fought just in the streets of a city yeah. And not on a designated battleground. Well, there was still there, a lot there of really that, really was. Like, the for Civil a long War time, was, it was yeah. like the, the, the two generals would like... I like to imagine, you know, like they're wearing their high school letterman jackets, like <laughs> beef it, it, getting into a beef at school, and then like, all right, three o'clock after school, <laughs> we're going to meet. We're <laughs> doing war. <laughs> we're going to meet over by the bike stand. <laughs> yeah, and then just... The citizenry comes around and, you know, fight, fight, yeah. fight. Love it. Could you imagine, like, I don't know. Do you, do you think people wore, like, jerseys for their favorite soldier? You think they had little flags <laughs> and foam fingers? <laughs> Let's go Union. <laughs> yeah. I love that idea. That's great. Uh, uh, I actually had No, an- but that was, like, like, the armies did. They kept it at a designated remote battleground. Well, in the Civil War did a little bit of that. There, there was like that chivalry aspect of it where yeah. it's like, hey, this is between us and our armies. This is not between our subjects. That was one of the reasons that the French got slaughtered in World War One so early is they would just stand there and get shot at by Gatling guns because <laughs> the honor yeah. of war. Yeah. Just yeah. standing there and taking. Oh, I couldn't even imagine. Well, and that was like that was why we beat the British in the Revolution was because they were very yeah. You proper, hear that like, Brits like yeah. square formation, you know, lines of troops and all that, and we were hiding <laughs> in trees and bushes. Guerrilla warfare, baby. yeah. Uh, so I actually had another fact that that wasn't. <laughs> it's not this. I actually I was thinking about doing it, but it's kind of set at the same era. So I thought I'd just tag it on there because I wanted to, I wanted to, but it's not really a fact. It's not really an interesting archive, but it's more of a fun fact. Okay. Um, so the samurai were officially abolished as a caste in Japanese society during the Meiji restoration, 1867, right? 
The first ever fax machine, which was called the printing telegraph, was invented in 1843. And Abraham Lincoln was famously assassinated at Ford's Theater in 1865, which means there was a 22-year window in which a samurai could have sent a fax to Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking awesome. (laughs) There was a 22-year period. Where there was, uh, so do you think Abraham Lincoln ever got any faxes from at all? Right, like I don't know, like was that samurai? It's not from samurai, but period. The thought of Abraham Lincoln getting a fax or a samurai getting or sending a fax is <laughs> mind blowing. Honestly, the samurai alone, I think about all those things because you think they all kind of compartmentalize themselves in your mind in history, right? But like that means at the time this was printed uh, telegraph, which means. At the time, there was probably a samurai that sent a telegraph. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You know, like, and at the same time, there is a, a, so maybe someone at some point, I mean, he was the president, sent Lincoln a freaking fax. You know what I mean? Well, like, and that's, that's kind of nuts. I want to say, like, there were still, like, pockets of feudal Japanese culture that carried on even past that point. Oh, yeah. So, like, they were unofficial, or that's what, like, the Ronin were. Where, like, after feudal Japan was kind of phased out, they were just the rogue samurai and lords. And Oh, wow. I don't think so, I knew that. I, I mean, I could be pulling this out of my ass. I haven't looked into it for a while. but Because I remember, like, Imperial Japan, like, from World War II, mm-hmm. still had to deal with those old, like, the old school Japanese people. Oh, yeah. There was, like, a whole thing. Because uh... that was what supplanted feudal Japanese culture was well, the empire. Well, they talk about that a lot in The Last Samurai, don't they? Yeah. Like, because he's like, goes over there to help the Japanese <laughs> yeah. exterminate the samurai. <laughs> like, yeah. Which but, is nuts. What a fucking American thing to do. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I mean, <laughs> he had his reservations. Um, yeah, no. It's, uh, I love that era of history because there was so many things converging. Well, it's that weird, yeah, it's a weird overlap between like, ancient times and there's and so many facts because so many major things in human history happen at the time like the extinction of slavery huge yeah. right but because it's so huge so many other gray like details from that era kind of get pushed to the side because oh yeah it, you, you, you sure. want that issue to be black and white very simple and straightforward good versus evil but like i love there's little things like i love like one of my favorite facts from the civil war and it's not favorite because of it. It's just because it's so such a bizarre, absurd fact is that the Cherokee fought on the side of the South in the Civil oh, yeah. War under the promise that the South would give them their own state in the Confederacy. That blows my mind. Yeah, that's insane. Because I mean, you everyone think knows the that there were freed the, you know, slaves. The empire from Star Wars. Yeah, like. well, and everyone knows there were freed men in the South, freed ex-slaves that were freed that fought in battalions on behalf of the South yeah. freely. Like, there's... That's kind of no. Well, there were like there were because everyone knows there's a little bit of gray there. But the Cherokee thing, I love. There were Native Americans who like fully joined, like became citizens of the Confederacy and were yeah. like, held slaves. There were freed slaves in the South that, that held, were slaves. held slaves. Yeah, it was a very it's, interesting. It's just, I think times were so different back then; it's literally incomprehensible well, to think us now. There was a big era in human history because, like, think about it: slavery for all of human history up to that point, really. You know, I mean, the English got rid of it before that. But, I mean, that's obviously a bigger pivot point um, <clears throat> for all of human history. So you kind of have to paint everything and drop all these unnecessary details to paint this picture of, like, no, we're humans that are past slavery. We're, we're moving right. 
forward, right? You don't want these gray details. Like you don't want, but the reality as we're, it's coming out more and more people are learning the reality of the fact of the Confederacy being like, Oh no, it wasn't. I mean, there's probably a lot of it, I'm sure, but it wasn't necessarily racist. It was slave ownership, which I mean, I know that you can conflate the two. There's a lot of, you know, interlock. I'm just saying like, like you said, there's Cherokee that owned slave. There's free men who were ex-slaves that own slaves. It's well, a very, very complex and I situation. Think those came from uh, was it the book, the politically incorrect guide to the Civil War. That was an interesting there, book. There, yeah, there was a lot that was like, it was a little uncomfortable to listen to. Like, oh yeah, like there was a whole big chunk on Nathan Bedford Forrest, who was a slave trader and also yeah. one of the founders of the KKK. And there was a lot of like apologizing for him in it. That was kind of weird. Yeah. In, in a weird like, way. Yeah. Well, they painted it like he worked as a slave trader. He made a point not to split up families, which but they was, really drove which, that which is home. One, like it in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. But like that is one small, like bright spot of humanity, I guess sure, it, it, at the time. But now, but yeah, they're in driving, retrospect, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, they yeah, drive no that home with like, oh yeah, no, yeah. Forget that this guy traded, tens of thousands of slaves like, in his career yeah, and they then kinda, formed the KKK. Yeah, they're like, look, he, he was, was a good guy. Families. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know that he was a good guy. I mean, but like there but was... There, he, he was a human. And, yeah. And, and it showed there complex, with that. Or like he, well, had the, he had the policy that wasn't he would there, not... He would not yeah. sell them to a home where they would get beaten. And wasn't there a whole thing where when he, uh, when he became a general in the war, he f- freed all slaves in his holdings and a uh, bulk of them chose to fight in his battalion there was i could there be wrong were, there about were that. slaves that like begged him not to sell them because they, they just wanted to live with him because yeah, he treated yeah. them well but like again like again bright spot of humanity yes it was yeah, not all that's miserable not, like that to torture. apologize for yeah, him being exactly a exactly yeah, yeah, yeah for There's sure still, he's still a bad dude but that's why that you're right that book was <laughs> awkward because it's like they almost put like praise into that and you're like it feels weird to but pray. Then, like I get the point you're trying to. Maybe they feel compelled. The author feels compelled to like drive that home. Draw re- paint with a broad or not with a broad brush with paint in that gray area. Yeah, more. maybe he's trying to make it seem brighter or whatever to like make it obvious because we've that's all that like had driven into us. Like a, this dude's the worst dude in history. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that, that's also the only author of a politically incorrect guidebook that I have not heard of. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> but there was a, there's some truth in that. Like one of the things with him was well, there was uh, he uh, would as like as a counterpoint. He did bring up like it was the Union Army that was bringing in a lot of that like scorched earth style. Yeah, warfare. they were raping and pillaging yeah. through cities in the south. And yeah, meanwhile, there's like a whole the, thing of forests coming the in. Sun, and yeah, the southern armies them, were yeah. doing that whole designated battlefield. Yeah, and you they know, were like no civilians. Meanwhile, General cities Sherman that were was, being yeah. like pillaged and raped by the North. So it's like. The North, the, the North weren't, des- no one wore a black hat. No. Or, or I'm sorry, no one wore a white hat. They no. all wore black hats. This, this, was not West, <laughs> this was not Westerns where everyone wore black and white hats. Yeah. A lot of gray hats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I f- kind of find the fast, fascinating the Civil War. And it's an interesting topic, as you probably know, because we kind of have a similar opinion on this. Is like, it's an interesting one that you can't talk about a lot with people because if oh, you talk to... A, it's such an important part of like our American... Not just yeah. not just our history, but almost our mythology at this point. Like Because we do. We have yeah. sort of a mythology about us as a country now. Well, and you talk to 
a certain political group and it's like, oh, you're questioning the narrative and you think that there were good people on both sides, you're a bad person. And if you question the other political side that says like, oh, you know, there was some good people on both sides, it's like, oh, no, well, this is all completely wrong. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter which side. Both sides think if you have this kind of gray area perspective on the Civil War that you're a bad person. Yeah, <laughs> You right? know what I mean? Like, which is a weird place. So I don't know about you, but I generally... When I found I all this stuff, I love it. I'm fascinated away from this conversation if I don't know who I'm in the conversation yes. with. Yes. If somebody starts going into it, I just kind of like Cuz like another nope, another thing I'm not that, talking about another Civil thing War. that absolutely fascinates me. I don't, there's really no like political motive or anything I have for being fascinated by this fact. But there were four, technically five slave states that stayed in the Union. And yeah. the, and those five states we're the last five states to free their slaves. Yeah. Well, and there's uh, like, everyone knows too. I mean, now I don't know everyone, but nowadays everyone kind of knows that like Lincoln freed his whole emancipation proclamation was a last ditch effort because England and France oh yeah, it was a were talking move. about coming in on the side of the South. It was a tactical move. Yeah. So he did that to keep other nations from backing the South because at that point, up until that point when he was saying it's not about slavery, it's not about slavery. Everyone's like, okay, so then you're just oppressing your people, you know, like, and then he was like, okay, it is about slavery. I want to, I want to free the slaves. And then all these other countries like, okay, yeah. All right. We'll roll behind you then. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, cause we don't want slavery. Which is funny. Cause that was <laughs> it, at, at that same time, the South was getting ready to emancipate their slaves as is in order to win the war. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they had, they had talked with France, which I think at the time was still under Napoleon's rule. Oh, interesting. I didn't know it, that. It was either Napoleon or Napoleon II or whatever the hell the kids name it. There was another Bonaparte after. There was a bunch after. of Napoleons. Yeah. 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 There were a bunch of Bonapartes that were in charge. <laughs> but yeah, this was, I think it might have been in Napoleonic France. Huh. And, and, they were, like, and they were like, you know what? We'll help you out if you can convince the Queen of England. Interesting. And the Queen of England was like, he got slaves. England, England was big on... This they was, were the first and this ones. This would have been to, Queen Victoria. Yeah, she was. The, they were the first ones yeah. to go slavery. I don't know if you know that they they were sending ships that once they freed the slaves, they were sending ships to stop slave trading off the coast of Africa. Oh yeah, yeah. They they, so they got all the hate that we it. get now. And it's like man, but if they didn't make that decision and <laughs> commit to it, I mean, that would have been. A, I mean, they stopped it, including our American slave. Like they stopped yeah. it. It's a fascinating. Yeah, so, bizarre. so we were like the South sent people to England to yeah. Queen Victoria. And she was like, well, we're sympathetic, like on political grounds, but like you've got slaves. So that's right. And, and, and then they the were South like, was oh. like, you know what? Fine. We'll free the slaves. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. But Lincoln and beat then them Lincoln to it. was like, no, 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 no. I'm fighting for freeing <laughs> the slaves. And it's, it's like, like, do you ever have one of those things when your wife asks you to do something? And you're like, yeah, I'll do it in like five minutes. And then that five minutes goes by and you see her going to do it. And you're like, Oh shit, I was supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is kind of what it is. Huh? <laughs> well, crap. Lincoln got to it. Dang it. <laughs> you think about that though. If he did like, if, if that, that, cause that did happen quick, didn't it together? Mm -hmm. Like that could have easily spun the whole thing. We could have been two separate nations. Well, and here's a trippy thing. Very bizarre. It's also semi topical, just completely unintentional. The South had plans to annex Cuba. Cuba oh, was going to be the that. Southern Hawaii. Yeah, I think I knew that. <laughs> I think I knew that. Speaking of Cuba, man, a lot going on there right now. Oh, I know. Good for him. It's interesting to hear him back in the news and like 
seeing the ways I don't think the news outlets I expected are reporting on it in the ways I expected them to. Man, they're trying to claim that it's like I've seen words well, like, like uh, using liberty and other anti-government yeah. slogans. And it's like really liberty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I've I've seen like things like that. what was the word I saw one recently. It was I know like, we still haven't come out politically, but I think we might be out at this point. <laughs> well, I, I saw one that was like. Um, Oh God! What do they call it? It was like they're reporting on they're they're protesting over like starvation and stuff, but they use some like BS political word of like <laughs> food. God, what was it? Food, food supply chain. No, it was uh, food problem. insecure. They're protesting over food insecurities. Like, uh, oh my God! What? No, they're, they're protesting. Starving. Yeah, yeah, they're protesting because they're starving and they want their liberty and they want to overthrow their government. Like. And, you know, they, uh, whatever, they live like, in a fucking banana republic and there's not enough bananas to go around. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, I don't know. Maybe people can gather our politics. I don't know. I like to think we're pretty, pretty I, middle in, of the in road. In general, yeah. I, I think I get, we I try get, to stay apolitical and look at these from a human perspective. Occasionally in California, I get else. stares for not wearing a mask because there's still a lot of people that are very masked up. I only get and them I, at the grocery store anymore. Yeah. But like, have, occasionally most of the places someone's, I go, uh, everyone's just mask, like, oh, it's like, it's awesome. Well, I'm vaccinated you know like well you should still wear a mask but i'm not but i'm vaccinated you know what okay I mean? have like, you noticed too like absolutely especially here in livermore the people you see wearing masks look like the people who have already been vaccinated and the people oh, you I see not wearing uh, masks yeah. look like the people who haven't been it's vaccinated a weird thing because california definitely has that feel where like <laughs> the people with masks clearly feel like the people that are vaccinated that are looking at people without masks and judging them and assuming they're not vaccinated which is so weird because it's like the whole point the, the is, rule is <laughs> if you're vaccinated you're good How if you're not vaccinated so you're not flipped <laughs> because we live in we live in a weird like like country town in California yeah like that's what it is is that we're on that kind of yeah because there's true. there's those pockets of like you know more rural like midwestern thinking or yeah or just know. in general, like small town California, where things never really changed during this last year. I don't know like, for like, that. Well, no, but like like up in the mountains oh, where your yeah, dad yeah, lives, yeah, like true. they they never really locked down. Yeah, they were officially they were under lockdown, yeah. but like they could go wherever the hell they wanted. And well, nobody was really a, wore a, masks. There, there was a minute there though where they like straight up just locked down, and their like highway patrol was just blocking the highway. Really? Like no one was allowed <laughs> up into the area, into the county or whatever. That's um, kind of shitty. Yeah, what's like, weird is they did that for a second, and then like negate, like got rid of it, and then opened back up, and like didn't force any any tourists or anything to wear masks, and they've been fine. Yeah, you know, like I don't, I don't know what that means. Well, I'm not claiming to know anything about so COVID, great but with cases since like April. Yeah, and 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 <sighs> I'm sorry, I don't know enough. Maybe I maybe I'm ignorant on all this. I don't know, but the fact that like LA just remasked up for the indoor and their numbers, this quote unquote spike, the numbers are. I mean, it's an insult to what the COVID numbers are that locked down originally. Yeah, it's such. I mean, it's it's literally they were at thousands cases a day or whatever, and and the, I, it's a it's a drop in the bucket. I'm surprised. Sorry, I, I'm blown away by it. I can't believe I know that we, they're remastering. We try and stay away from these rants, but like it it is. This is our chance to talk about a little the shit bit. that's been yeah. going on, and 
But it, it's just, I don't know. And I, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm just, a COVID I'm ready expert. for this shit to be over. I'm just ready for it to be over. And, and when the numbers are, when we're locking down Australia too, like locked, extended their lockdown. It's like, you look at the graph of the numbers. It's hard to believe it's so low compared to the, like the new oh, yeah, normal sure. or whatever, like the new normal, whatever the, the media, like it's so low. It's close to before COVID numbers oh, and yeah. they're locking down it. it I don't know. I'm not a politician. What can I say? We don't even have a platform. I mean, maybe really. it's the we know more just a about guys this now, so we're being more careful now. Maybe. I don't know. At some point, people got to be done. At some point, we as a society need to make the decision, like, are we living or are we just not dying? Yeah. Like, the numbers For are sure. that low. You, We need to decide, okay, are we mitigating a risk that's lower than being getting in a car accident? You know what I mean? With a 99.8% survival rate? Or are we like, I just, I, I don't understand. At some point, we need to choose life. We need to choose yeah. living. And I understand the spikes and all that stuff. I don't know enough about COVID. Those spikes, when you look at the graphs, yeah, they're high. So we shut down. We all did the smart thing, whatever. I'm not even arguing that point. But where we're at now, it seems weird. Yeah. It seems weird. And it, it seems like people did just want to flex control. Yeah, there's, I, I think a lot of it is, like, people, there's so many people who are holding out for us to, like, eradicate this virus, and that's just never going to happen. It's never going to happen. That's not on, even yeah. on, it's not even an option at on the best, table. At best, we are looking at, like, there's a new variant every year that goes around for four months, and... We've replaced the flu. Yeah. COVID is the flu now, and yeah. if you're, and the thing is, like, even with this new variant, it's like... They say that if you have the vaccine, you're good, and the variant is an issue with those yeah. that aren't vaccinated. You're so it's a little like, less good, but you're still good. But you're still good. So it's like, I don't know. Like, okay, so we have a strain that we can follow if it's not the flu. If it's COVID now instead of the flu, like, seems like they'd be able to well, be on top of it. And eventually so, we're just going to get to that point where, yeah, like the COVID shot is 60% effective, but you're like, I mean, you're even less likely to die from COVID than you are now. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't know. I don't, I didn't, you mean know, to go COVID could COVID. go from hospitalization for three weeks to a week of bed rest. Well, I thought it was weird. And like Dayquil, cold flu and COVID. <laughs> Dayquil, cold flu and COVID. <laughs> I'm, telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's going to happen. We are going to reach that point where there's just Dayquil COVID. And I, you know, and that's a good thing. I just, yeah, yeah. that's, it's the exact opposite of eradicating no, no, no. it. We We're want, learning to live with it. We want to reach that point. Yeah. People need to accept <laughs> that. That makes sense. Yeah, and it's like, oh, shit, I've got COVID. I've got to stay home from work today that and maybe makes tomorrow. Sense. That <laughs> makes total sense. We're living with it. You deal with it. Like this whole like shutting the world and the economy down. I saw a thing recently like uh, before COVID, small businesses were uh, slightly over or right around half of the gross national like, really? GDP or whatever it was like economic output and it has been slashed dude it's like less oh, than I believe half it. of amazon in particular has yeah. like taken up all of that small business dude jeffrey's oh yeah no nah. yeah no Je jeff had a good year he had a great year man <laughs> to be fair on him i see these videos sometimes people are like jeff bezos could end world hunger if he wanted to and he does it it's like no man you're dumb Jeff You're Bezos dumb. would have to sell all of his Amazon stock and like, you know, houses and shit. And that takes time. And don't effort. get me wrong. And you I don't like and you the guy. Yeah, no, 
No, neither do I. I think he's a yeah, he's a lizard. He could be person. doing a lot more to help the people yeah. in general, but, but there the is idea that, that like, you could end world your hunger. Net worth does not mean you have hundreds mm-hmm. of billions of dollars in cash. It's well, like you've got five houses, yeah. you own more than fifty one percent of a company that's worth billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. And and, and his, you've got to sell all that and you've got to find somebody who's willing to pay for it what the worth of it is in your net worth. Yeah. Like Again. I could have fifty or I could have fifty million shares or fifty million dollars in shares of Amazon, but I could go and sell it and only make twenty million dollars. Yeah. Again, I I don't. <laughs> he could be doing a lot. Oh of yeah, good yeah, yeah, for, for the sure, world, for sure, for sure. But this whole there's all this stuff going around about how yeah, no, he could end Jeff world Bezos hunger, is hunger a, he could fund socialized medicine and stuff, and it's like, man. You're economically dumb if you think that's the truth. And yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm with you that he's a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he, like, he, could, he could at the very least, you know, be like I mean, I giving guess, back to the community more. I guess I don't know if he's a jerk. Maybe he's a nice guy. Maybe yeah, he maybe makes he a strategic decision. Maybe he could be donating decision. to charity more. I, I don't know. But something. To have that money. I can't imagine having that level of money and not being like, at least oh. being known as the guy that tips 10 grand every waiter. <laughs> you know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. Like... like I don't know. Billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. Well, emphasis like, on at, the philanthropist. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing is, like, there's a he reason. He should at that, least be Iron Man by now. Yeah. Well, there's a reason <laughs> that he doesn't, that Elon Musk doesn't garner the same hatred that Jeff Bezos does. Well, because Elon Musk is, like, almost kind of leans into the weird, like, but he's out do- of touch billionaire thing. But he's doing it for the good of humanity. That's like true. we were talking, like I was talking also- to Chelsea recently. Everyone's like, oh, Jeff Bezos is going to space. Well, well, Bezos is going to space just to visit space. Elon, Elon Musk, Musk is, is doing it because he wants to figure out how to colonize other planets. And his whole and he thing wants is like for humanity, space travel. for humanity to survive, we need to be colonizing multiple planets. Well, and I am worth this much money, and I'm going to put as much well, of it as like, I can to also, getting us he's there. He's also invested in the light rail thing in California. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, he's made it like Tesla makes models that are affordable for anybody. Well, and Tesla is electric cars, yeah. you know, like Which he's getting us trying. It's great for the planet as we thought, but no, like, it's no, still no. cool that yeah. it's, it's the first really efficient electric car. Extremely efficient electric yeah. car. Yeah. Like, like if, cause that's always been the problem with them is it's like, oh, well, yeah, sure. They accelerate faster and they don't use gas, but they also can go like 25 miles an hour and are pretty useless yeah you know they can't go up a hill now like teslas teslas are just cars teslas that don't cars, use gas yeah. no i um i got a lot of respect for him not a lot of respect for Bezos. well <laughs> and there's also, no reason for also it, elon must smoked a blunt on the joe rogan podcast and that's just my respect may- for maybe because he's autistic or it was the asperger's or whatever and i just feel like i relate <laughs> to him <laughs> not that i have it like you know what i mean like i just love I love. It. I follow him on Twitter too. I just love his, <laughs> his wild. Fun. He's just. I don't know. If if I was that level of rich, I'd hope that I'm would be more of an Elon Musk than a Jeff Bezos. You know what I mean? Like. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Jeff Bezos is more of the Lex Luthor vibe, and Elon Musk is more of the Tony Stark vibe. That's true. Yeah. You know, like. Anyways, we should probably we, wrap. We up. should. That was a fun little tangent to go on. This was a kind of a slow episode until that. <laughs> Y'all, we listen, had fun throughout. listen, here's the thing. We try not to get, this isn't a political show, and I know we're share, we're just sharing our opinions on these things, and maybe you can believe that we're completely wrong or that we're completely right about this stuff, but here's the thing. Don't really care to hear about it. 
I don't listen to all that stuff. Yeah, leave yeah. that shit at the door. Yeah, we don't. I know, and I'm aware. And here's the thing: is we're just talking and sharing, and I'm not trying to just. I'm just saying stuff off the dome that what I've. Yeah, we're read we're having fun and talking out of our ass, and we're drunk. That too. Yeah. <laughs> so please don't come at us. We're not. We're just trying to provide a more, you know, balanced look at when it comes to politics and culture. We're not really a politics and culture show. <laughs> But anyways, culture maybe, but like even then, that's yeah, like that's the whiskey covers the culture. The part. culture, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Someday we'll have Elon Musk on here, and he'll get drunk and maybe smoke a blunt with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. So that was quite a tangent from our interesting yeah. archive <laughs> archives. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, we got a decent little bit of content. Yeah, out didn't of we? Um, anyway, should we do some plugs? You want to go first? I think yeah, I went sure. first last time. So you can follow me on Twitter at Blake Sweet Comic. Uh, sooner or later, I will start using TikTok again at BSBS Comedy. You keep saying that. I keep saying it because I, I keep telling myself I'm going to start making <laughs> videos. And then like the next week rolls around and I just don't make more videos. Sooner or later. Relate. Sooner or later. If you want to follow, go ahead. If not, sooner or later, I'll plug it and it'll mean something. <laughs> um, And check out four to tango which should be dropping the day after this does hopefully that's the goal is that it yeah uh, oh and four to tango will be not only wherever you listen to podcasts but it will also be on youtube under fat tango productions yeah you can look at our ugly faces you can follow me at matt Rodolfi on twitter i am also at matt tango on tiktok um you can also check another podcast i do called they might be bronies that i do with michael lannon where we talk, we watch every episode of My Little Pony and talk about every episode. It is highly inappropriate. Uh, if you're a family member of mine listening to this, please don't go listen to that. <laughs> I actually, I, I will beg you. I will Too pay late, you buddy. money. I, I, I listen to it. Yeah, well, you're different. <laughs> I will pay you money out of my wallet to not go listen to that show because do not want you to sully my. Don't do not want to sully your image of me. Um, for anyone that is interested in really inappropriate humor, please go check it out. Uh, let's see. We also have. We would ask that you please rate and review the show. We have a Twitter at Family Records Poe. We are also on Instagram, Family Records Podcast, where you can follow us. There's not a lot going on there now because we don't have that many followers. We have a lot more listeners than we do have followers on yeah. social media, but you know, that's cool. That's we don't blame the way you. it works. For what it's worth, we're those people too. <laughs> I don't yeah, right? follow that many shows. Yeah, that most I've of our listeners to. are people who don't use social media, and we're not social uh, media I've people either. Podcasts I will never miss an episode of, but I don't really, I don't follow <laughs> them. <laughs> So I get it. Um, we do have a Discord, which we've we plugged do. already too. Still no Family Records fans in there. So if you are a so fan. Yeah, hurry up and join and you'll get a follow from JR. Yeah, I get that follow from JR. Also, we will put a link in the episode description. Okay. We do also ask that uh, if you got a moment and feel so inclined, it'd be great if you could leave us a uh, rating or review on uh, iTunes. That, or wherever, because I think Spotify does ratings now too. Do they too? Cool. Anywhere that you possibly can we would really appreciate it. it would help us out if you like what we're doing here um, you can also email us at family records at fat tango if you have an interesting archive or a fun family story or, or an maybe opinion on sequels opinion on sequels yeah or a whiskey <laughs> that you think we should try um that really would be cool whatever too. if you've got yeah a family record Yo, or there's no one emailing us right now so just email us just for whatever just say what's up if you're in the area and want to hang out just hey, email what us. are you doing <laughs> yeah what would you be doing if i was there yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> anyways you got anything else uh oh i do have one more plug that i can't believe you didn't drop 
Go check out Fat Tango Presents, our scripted comedy <laughs> podcast that releases, what, twice a month now? Yeah, yeah, twice a month. We're going to yep. be dropping one the day before this drops. We will have a new short oh. out. It is so awesome that that show's growing. It is cool that And that our listenership's growing. growing on that, too. So, like, what we're doing is finally kind of paying off. Which is really nice. <laughs> which is really nice. I think advertising, doing a little advertising, gas was really big. Cause oh, yeah. It, gas is totally, to see how many people, people on there totally our humor. <laughs> Because we really definitely we got a huge, huge spike of listeners. Yeah. So it's, I'm curious Whether to see they who sticks around, around for Or how short. many people checked us out and were like, screw these guys. <laughs> Although, I will say, like, it's been a pleasant surprise with this show that, you know, we had our big blow up moment and we had a big spike in listeners and a lot of people stuck around. Yeah, it's been so, pretty cool. If you're listening, thank you. We appreciate it a lot. Yeah, no, in all seriousness, if you listen to the show and you like what we're doing, we appreciate it. I know that we're not special or fancy like some of the podcasts <laughs> out there. It's just two guys we're working on it, getting drunk and chit chatting. But uh, you know, I'm sure you love the. Inter- Actually, if you do love the interviews more than you love this, go ahead and shoot us an email too, because we or can join the Discord or join the Discord. Because yeah, we could or literally any other way of contacting us. We could we try plan. and start getting more interviews <laughs> on here too. But I do like chit chatting just the two of us. So I think eventually it'd be fun to do like a twice a week show where one day or one episode's a solo and one's an interview every week. Let's do that once we uh, quit that's, our jobs. Yeah, no, that's, that's full time. That's, that's a very that's a very down the road thing. If and when enough people like us that we're doing this full time, then <laughs> but, yeah, like, I'm down. That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun, and it yeah. would let us, you know, hit both of those dynamics weekly instead of alternating. Yeah, I'd like that. Anyways, I think that's it. You got anything else? Uh, no, I think I'm good. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Family Records. Um, I guess until next time. All right. Peace. Peace. Late. Out. Out. This has been a Fat Tango production.